Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions, complaints, other stuff, ideas at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. You can follow me on Twitter yeah. at Jim Lorraine Bar. Brandon, hello. How are you? Yeah, give us some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have an idea at the end uh, of this episode. I'm good, man. Uh, girlfriend just left about an hour ago. She's on vacation for the next two weeks. And uh, I got s- not stuck with, but I'm watching a family dog. So I got a one-year-old, about 12-pound dog that's going to be l- living with my roommate for the next 10 days. So Meow. we're feeling each other out. We're feeling each other out. So if you hear any barking or uh, the sounds of a hummingbird or something in the background, it's because I have TV for dogs on nice. in an effort to keep her quiet for the podcast. Very nice. But very nice. Other than that, other than that, pretty good. I had my first calzone over the weekend. Oh uh, yeah, we'll just get finally pass, passing that. Yeah, I'm having a hard time enjoying life. That. Um, <laughs> where where'd she go? Where's Vicka? She's going to Europe, so it's a, a great time to go. Yeah, she's like she's going to fight actually. Uh, <laughs> in it, <laughs> I've gone over. She's going over with weapons. Yeah, yeah. I got her some throwing stars from uh, the Quakerstown Farmers Market. We're just nice, gonna go see nice. what she can do over there. Yeah. Ukrainian descent, but uh, no, uh, she's going to Dublin, Switzerland, Paris. So hmm, I passed. You were like, it's like nine nine ladies. Oh, you didn't uh, want to be you didn't want to be the guy that carries all the bags. And one one dude, yeah. So <laughs> I pass. I'm holding I'm holding down the fort. Xbox City, baby. Nice. Oh, how are we doing on Elden Ring? Where are we at? How's it going? I've, can you believe Jim? I haven't even fucking fired it up once since the last time we talked. That's how whack it's been around here. Remember, I'm sure you know. Do the t- tutorial before you dive in, right? That's have, right. Have you seen this? Where people skip I completely the tutorial? blew past it. I yeah. missed it too. Yeah, I was one of those. <laughs> Chris, hello. How are you? Oh. How was the leftover calzone? Um, the trash can liked it. Oh. <clears throat> Dude, that ball of. That first bite into the Batman, the Batman calzone, that bite of ricotta cheese rolled up in that, mozzarella, whoa, whoa. rolled up in. We're going to use the term ricotta cheese loosely. It was something yeah. resembling ricotta fantastic. cheese. Fantastic. Yes, that ricotta <clears throat> cheese like almost substance. made me vomit. It's like the box like structure, yeah. ricotta cheese like structure. That was fresh mozzarella. That was that was mozzarella. That was fresh mozzarella <laughs> yeah. on there. Both. Buffalo. Yeah, listeners. Chris, so. Chris, did I yeah. get you with the uh, did I get you with the uh, clogged artery thing? Is that why that one ended up in the trash? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I would have ended up in the trash either way, but that helped. I'll tell you that. I took one more bite before I left. I wanted to s- savor the flavor. You're you're one sick puppy, Jim. And then I I've been savoring it out of my butt for the last three days. <laughs> Apparently, Jimmy and uh, my significant other shared a uh, fat kid moment over a uh, Batman calzone. Yeah, or two. listeners, we uh, I I purchased two Batman calzones and an order of crazy bread on the way to watch a certain pay per view that we will review today. It was fucking spectacular. It was delicious. It was disgusting. It was amazing. I loved it. Would do again if I wasn't a big fat pig man and I hate myself right now. But there you go. <laughs> Should we talk about wrestling or what? 
Let's get into it. All right. Are you fired up? Are we fired up to talk about this? Come on, be honest. I think, with we'll, me. Get, I think we'll get there. Yeah, I have some good. like it's at the time I had some thoughts, and then you sit on it for 36 hours, and they kind of subside. But I have a feeling they will bubble back up as we get going. But I w- wouldn't say use the term "fired up." <laughs> by any I means. um yeah, it's kind of gestated. Exactly. Yeah, you give it a couple days to process. It's like when you go see a movie, like when people went and saw The Batman over the weekend, and they said it's the greatest fucking movie you've ever created. You always wait a couple days before you start saying that kind of stuff. The, the thrill right. of the moment or, you know, the down, the, like being disappointed in the moment. Wait a couple days. Let it, let it build inside you. Let you think about it a little bit and then process your thoughts. But we'll talk about some of this stuff because the Twitter is going nuts. The Twitter and the Internet are going nuts over this fucking pay-per-view. So I guess we'll just dive right into the pay-per-view. I don't know. Um, there's some other stuff we could talk about. We'll want to talk about some WWE stuff before we do it or... I watched WWE, a little WWE last night. Oh, okay. Chris, how is WWE, how's WWE going? I watched one thing on WWE. Uh, I don't remember how it got on the television, uh, but it got there. And it was, um, now I didn't watch the whole, I didn't watch from beginning to end. I didn't watch the whole show from beginning to end. And Bro, you're talking this, about, yeah. yeah. And I didn't watch this match from beginning to end. Um, I, um, I watched, uh, the, uh, triple threat match between Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. It was a tag team match. Triple threat. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, uh, RK bro. And what do they call it? Uh, uh, Chad Gable's team, uh, alpha Academy, yes. which is Chad Gable and Otis. Yes. And, um, it, you know, it actually, it, it, it a couple of alphas. Sort of, yeah. So let's, let's, let's just say this right off the bat. It's one of the best matches I've watched on TV in a long time. Yeah, that's what they're uh, saying. That's what the internet's telling yeah. me. Uh, I didn't realize because I didn't turn it on. You know, I turned it on midway through the match, so I didn't know. But uh, I spoke to somebody today that I know, and he said that that match went for like 45 minutes. Oh no shit. Um, yeah. Um, he also said, "Do you think maybe Vince or whoever's like day to day? You know, who knows who's like running things like that? I, I, I assume it's still Vince. Um, is hearing about these, you know, big tag matches on AEW, and I cut him off right there. I said, "No, he's not. He doesn't care." Um, and I, I firmly believe that, um, it, it, you know, I mean, it was a great thing. It, it, it turned out that it led into some news last night and today, which I found kind of, since I don't watch WWE, uh, I found kind of came out of left field, but maybe it didn't. They could have been brewing this story for months. And that was the, uh, Should we get into it? Well, let me just, let, yeah, why don't we wait before we get into that? Cause I wanted to say something. We were watching this match and, uh, I was watching my wife who's kind of like a, she loves wrestling. She loves to watch wrestling. She'll always go to wrestling. She's gone with us a few times. Um, I, she enjoys the spectacle of it. So if you throw it on the TV, you know, she'll watch it unless it's somebody she really doesn't like and then she'll turn it off. But, you know, she doesn't watch it with the eyes that we watch it with. Uh, which is probably a good thing. It's better. Um, but we had a conversation. They, they, there was a spot during the match where um, I want to say Chad Gable was on the turn up top turnbuckle. And then um, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens were going to give him the superplex. And then Otis came in and power bombed everybody. Mm-hmm. We know this spot. The yes. spot is not new. We've seen it a million fucking times. It, whatever. 
and it brought up the I said, uh, we've seen this. You know what I mean? Like Tower of Pain or something. Whatever it's called. I was like, we've seen this a million times. This isn't new. You know what I mean? It's lost basically all of its luster. Uh, and that led to the conversation of I brought this. I was explaining to Rose. I said, you know, matches are not. And I think this is where sometimes AEW kind of fails. Indie wrestling fails. Matches are not about. They're not always about moves. You know, they're about telling stories. And I said, you know, and the best guy that was in that ring, the two of the best guys that were in that ring last night are Kevin Owens, in my opinion, Kevin Owens and uh, and Randy Orton. And when you think about Kevin Owens to a lesser degree, but when you think about Randy Orton, how many moves does he do? RKO. That's it. Yeah, but he's got his. Well. well, hold on. He's got three moves. He's got the DDT from the top rope or a draping DDT from the middle rope. He's got the I think he does the one with the backbreaker and then the other thing is like the backbreaker over the knee thing. He's got his shit. Stomp. Yeah. He'll for he'll burn someone alive. He'll, he'll burn somebody alive if he has to. But his matches are so uh it's, it's so in the anticipation of these things happening, right? You wait for that weird thing where he spins around and hits the ground and thumps snake his man. hands and snake mans it. But the whole match, he's moving slow. It's a lot of, you know, Shesta, forearms to the back, a lot of walking around and stalking, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, what do they call that where they grab you by the chin and they rear chin lock and they pull you back and a lot of that shit. The guy knows how to tell a story without having to flip and fly all over the place. I like when they flip and fly, but when you do it all the time, it kind of takes away from it, doesn't make it special. And then Kevin Owens, I mean, even if you look at guys in AEW that like, um, are great technical guys or tell the, tell great stories in the ring. Uh, Brian Anderson has a ton of moves in his arsenal, but when you look at the ones in which he really shines, it's these weird submissions that basically just eat time and he acts through them. Right. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say here, it's not, you know, Oh, he did a moonsault and then he did this off the side. Then he did a swanton off a bridge into a river and, you know, chased the fucking intercontinental championship and fished it out for the rock, whatever. It's, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is like, you see some of these guys, you see that stark contrast between, wow, this guy knows how to tell a story and this guy's a really super athlete and he's fun to watch, but we're not I really think, learning shit. I th- just to tag on to what you're saying, Chris, I think part of it too, and uh, sometimes you can like, forget that it's happening in front of you if you watch enough aew but when brian danielson comes out it's like oh he's here to inflict pain upon his opponent right where a lot of the matches that does not necessarily apply mox does the same thing too yeah i mean it's just like it's all in this like kind of stalky this kind of beat slow beat down or or grindy storytelling where even if he, if they're working heel, the baby face coming back from that beating is just such a big comeback that it makes it that much better. So just a little thing I noticed, uh, just the mastery of watching these guys tell a story in a ring. Kevin Owens is the same way. He does like his crazy Kevin Owens shit, but a lot of it's the looks and the things that he says, um, not the cannonball in the corner. You could take that out and he'd still just be as awesome as he ever was. So just a little note, um, just kind of off the deep end on that. But I just noticed that, like, you can see sometimes, you know, for people like us that have been watching wrestling in their whole lives that, that, that you know, attempt to do this analytical show about watching wrestling and end up just talking about shit in your pants. Things like that. It's just like 
we watch it through such a different eye. And when you explain that to people like that aren't really watching it the same way I are, you, you kind of see that like light bulb go off in their head and be like, oh, I, I see what you're saying now when you're just like, whatever. When a guy does a ridiculous movie, you're just like, whatever. You know, I've seen it a million fucking times. It's whatever. So I don't know. Just something I, I noticed that I wanted to bring up. And Please don't uh, ever feel like that's off the deep end or off topic. That's why we're here is to, to rather discuss that yeah. than any current events. Yeah, <laughs> like anything so. you could bring to the table like that is much more interesting to me than being like, it was pretty good match. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but then, but then, then it, our watching Raw ended when. Never mind the storyline. Who cares? Uh, Dana Brooke came out, and I noticed that Dana Brooke doesn't even look like Dana Brooke anymore. Good for her. If Live you convinced, girl. if you can, if you can, if you can, you can convince me that it's a different person at this point. I just, I, I look, do whatever you want. It has nothing to do with me. I, I'm not great. saying that. Fantastic. But she doesn't look like an alien. To me, she looks like another. She looks like a miniature version of Charlotte Flair. Nice. She's and I don't know when the last time you saw her. Like she had work done, but the, she lost a ton of weight mm. and a lot of muscle mass. Mm. So it's just like now it's just big, big head, little body with the twenty four seven title, and it, it, it's just like kind of what made her fun in the beginning when she was in NXT was the way that she looked and the way that she talked, and she was like this squat little beast. Mu- like muscly little monster and now she looks like every other wrestler that you've seen ever and it's whatever i mean i just it made me turn the channel i'm into it they make the you know what i don't care about randy Orton. i'm gonna watch for dana brooke now that's a great well, good go ahead and do that you'll, you'll heal yeah well go ahead waste your time all right more wwe uh so we're getting close to wrestlemania i guess it's a month away so I'll, I'll say a couple things and then interior uh, anticipation level. One, thank you, Lynch broke her voice box. She was in the hospital. Brandon, does this make you want to watch WrestleMania? Not just any hospital. I think she got jammed up in the Lehigh Valley and yes. then the Einstein Health Network. Nice. No. <laughs> it was in Allentown, PA, at a house show on a Sunday night competing against Revolution. So, yeah. whew. I don't imagine the crowd was was huge. Yeah, up, up, she's breaking her yeah. she's breaking her voice box over that over fucking 250 people in in Allentown. Chris, good. Well, I'm, I can make a prediction about this whole situation because yes, that yeah. happened. Um, she's gonna pay off her medical bills, and then like a year and a half later, she's gonna get more medical bills that she didn't know that she had, and she's gonna have to pay with them or fight them oh, on Einstein. those medical bills nice, Einstein. with Einstein. Yes, very good. Rebilling. Is that from personal oh. experience? Oh, no, it's from um, secondary personal experience. Somebody I know dealt with that. I've never been to an Einstein hospital, so. I only go to Einstein hospitals because they sound smart. That's yeah. Right. I, 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 Einstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be appearing at WrestleMania. Stoked or unstoked? Brandon? The most stoked I could get off of something so simple. Chris, are you excited? He's definitely not I wrestling, did. right? He called him out, said he was going to open up a can of whoop ass on his ass. Yeah, but that could just be a kick afternoon. Kick, kicking a dick in a. Yeah, I mean, I I would assume he's not wrestling, but he's. The, did you see the promo he cut today? Yeah, I did. It was yeah. Yeah, it you wasn't that good. Texas. It was no. Nah. Texas, you're uh, Texas. Texas is a great state. Texas. So. 
Jeffrey? I think it's going to be a rest. Oh, he cut a lousy promo. That oh, was good. No. Well, that it was just good. was. It was just. It wasn't a lousy promo. Yeah. It just kind of was like. Eh, it it was no wait. As far as promos go, he cut a good promo. Yeah. As far as it getting me excited, as far as it having that level that they used to have, it's got the level of a sixty-some-year-old Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I mean, cool, whatever. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's probably going to be a match that ends very quickly. Yes, or um, it's not going to be a match. It's going to be the KO show and then a kick in the dick and a Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, that's about it. But so we'll I'm see. just interested in how many how many beer tosses will, he'll get in, how good the throws are, how good the catches are, <laughs> how much beer will be poured over his head. This, much, that's what I'm excited how much about. You, yeah, that's the, same they, you know what I'm excited for? <laughs> the breaking glass. Every that's once it. in a while. And the walk down. Every once in a while, end of the night on the weekend, just pull up a YouTube highlight comp of just the insane from the crowd beer tosses to stone cold and the mm-hmm. and the smooth ass catches catch Ooh. crack drink yeah. he catches like three like, just Jesus barely Christ, looking dude. just yeah How, I, so yeah. being a uh jujitsu practitioner uh drilling and you know having fluidity in your moves uh being able to do things without thinking uh the trick to that is you know the saying the the goofy the goofy saying is drillers are killers in jujitsu I want to know how he drilled those beer tosses. He just had some. He just went in his yard and was like, hey, hey, Deborah, check me some bears. Da, 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 da. Just, and then she missed one throw cages. and he slapped her. Go ahead. And he slapped her in the face and she got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Go hey. I knew that was coming. Not, I knew not, I could not, only get so. International hard. Women's Day. Not, Don't hit women. Good. Not my stony. Uh, you think he just went to the batting cages and just loaded it up with. With cord light and was just getting them cord ripped light. at him. They were getting yeah. ripped at him at 60 miles an hour. Or did they use that <laughs> that football thing? That's probably what they used. That one, the two wing, the two wheels. Yeah. Didn't Peyton Manning throw a football back at it, or was it Tom Brady? No, it was Tom Brady, and it was so fake. Was yeah, I mean, he, it was it was he was putting out videos on an inst- on his Instagram that I, I don't want to say they were fake. Because that would that implies that you were supposed to believe that he really did it. Right. I don't think anybody was supposed to believe that he really did it. It was just a cool, neat video that they put out. Because right. he was he would it had introduced this special effects guy and all. It was just like fucking you know. It's like when they called pro wrestling. Oh, isn't that rigged? <laughs> no, no, yes, it's rigged. that would be, that would be implying that it's like not a television show. It's rigged. a real sport, no, and we're all in the dark. Yeah, rigged. Yes. All right, so we all got gathered together at Chris's house. We ordered some uh, calzones, and um, we watched I, AW's Revolution. And we're oh, I forgot to mention because um, we're going to talk a lot about how the internet went crazy over certain things during the show. Um, so MS, uh, WWE had an MSG show, and the internet got really stoked on the main event of Brock Lesnar versus a mystery apart, uh, opponent. They were people were who couldn't watch the show. We're not at the show. We're at They said we're saying online that they were constantly refreshing their feed to find out who he was going to face because it could be Cody. It could be Cody. It was Austin Theory. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, that's one of those guys that's like, if you asked me to tell you what he looked like, that would have to take a minute. So tough, tough sledding over there. Chris thoughts. Yeah, it's a house show, guys. The you know, come on. There were a couple. Do of something. Didn't they do? Didn't they do like some nuts. like insanely? Didn't they do some like insanely low 
number for MSG. Like I, we could look it up. But I, I saw something that I, I saw Melter was saying that at the day of the show they had sold like eight thousand tickets, which they had to be taking a bath on that. It was a Friday night in New York City. Who the fuck's going to MSG for wrestling? You know what I mean? Brock Lesnar versus Austin, Austin Theory. Yeah. Let it's me just the, add this real quick. the hottest quick. product in town, that's for sure. Ahead, we Chris. did that to go see uh, Madison Square Taven. Yeah, but, was awesome. hey, who's talking? All those people left. Let me Chris, just add ahead. this, Jim, before before you forget, because you, you, you're leaving at a key point of Sunday night and you're coming over. They weren't Calzones, Jim. They were, were the fucking Batman, Batman Calzones. The Batmans. The Batman Calzones. Yes. Okay. Batman. Let's just like, uh, well, you're that. just saying Calzone. It's two totally different things. Yeah, because remember the, the the fake ricotta, the question mark, quotation marks. The, the cheese like product. Ricotta cheese like product uh-huh. was in one of bat the, the Batman's ears. And his tail. It was delicious. And his tail. I'm getting another one right now. I'm ordering it. I'm ordering it right now. Forget the gym. All right. Let's talk about the show. I, I was just happy to see your face today because – According to TombstoneCreator.com or whatever it was, I saw that that Bim Lardani had passed away <laughs> outside of the Little Caesars trying to get trying to do some Calzone negotiations. So. Should we tell that story? Fake fake news online. Yeah, we'll tell that story. That was okay. Funny. So uh, the closest place to um, Chris's house to get a Little Caesars on the way is in a town called Camden, New Jersey, just on the outskirts of Camden. Camden doesn't have a great reputation. I'm from Philadelphia. I've grown up in Philadelphia. I've seen some shit, so I know what I'm looking looking at. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not scared. What am I scared of? So, uh, you know, I'm driving through. I'm listening to some music. I'm like, dude, I'm listening to XPN. I'm jamming out to some blues radio or whatever. Little guided by voices. Little <laughs> voices. A little Phoebe, uh, Phoebe Bridgers. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm cruising through, and then I pull up to the, you know, I got my ways going telling me where i'm going it's a pretty straight shot but as i'm cruising through this area which is you know it's not a big city it's small city you know like the suburbs so there's shopping centers on either side and they all got their fast food joints and as i pull up to this one shopping center with the little caesars i as soon as i get to the left turn i see these three dudes just hanging out front now being that i am pretty quote-unquote street smarts I know what they're doing. They're just trying to make a buck, you know. I'm not going to hate on them, whatever. You do what you got to do. You make some money. Well, a little kratom. Yeah. I I, I also understand that uh, being in the business that they're in, they don't like commotion. They don't like to draw attention to themselves while they're working. So some of the safest places, and Chris, you'll concur with me, some of the safest places to go is a place where there's an open market, quote unquote, outside. Because they don't want problems because that brings cops. But yes. I, I made the left turn into the shopping center. And for some reason, I decided to accelerate <laughs> out of control in my black car. And I whip around. A truck's coming out. I had a bunch of men. I would call them loosely call them men. They were like 18, 19 years old walking towards the car with their hands on their hips. <laughs> So I pull into the parking lot, stop the car, and I'm now like, whoa. But, you know, calm, cool, and collected. Turn the car off, get my, look at my phone, pretend I'm looking at something, put it in my pocket, zip up, roll my windows up, and get out. 
go into the, the uh, Little Caesars, which is manned by no one. There's no one in the place. <laughs> There's two weirdos. Sorry, in sorry there. fellas. I don't want no guff. I'm just a Calzone head. I'm just a Calzone man. I'm a, Batman, I'm a, the Batman Calzone. I am not, I'm not interested in your product. I'm interested in this product. So I go in. You scan your phone. There's a code. So I'm scanning. At first, I'm like, how the fuck do I get my pizza? I'm looking at this thing. Just scan the code. So I'm like, oh, let me check my email. I get a code. So I'm scanning the code. This thing is opening so slow. And in my head, my head is inside. I'm sweating profusely. The outside, I just got like a you know casual face going on. Slowly opens up. I jam my hands in there. Rip the pizzas out. I'm going, how do you get this thing out? Pull the pizzas out. I get my, my crazy bread. I forget my two liter of soda. Fuck that thing. You hear that, Chris? Pizzas, he calls them. Pizzas. Sorry, Calzones. <laughs> my bat, bat, the, the Batman, Batman Calzones. Batman. <laughs> the Batman Calzones. I reach in, I grab them out, I walk back to the car, start the car up. I can smell that some of the grease has already gotten on my upholstery in my car, but I don't care at this point because I'm just trying to live. And I slowly pull out this time because I don't want these guys to think I'm a cop or trying to steal them, rob them or trying to shoot them. And I leave, make the left turn. And as soon as I get in the highway, I am just fucking laughing my ass off. Like, ooh, that was terrifying. So there you go. It's quite the adventure. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I said to Jim on, or I guess it was Sunday night, I couldn't think of a, and I, I like Jim, but I couldn't think of a funnier thing that could happen than Jimmy being executed on the out in front of a little Caesars trying to acquire Batman, or perhaps like falling on top of two Batman calzones. <laughs> Covered in Sorry, blood. not to get correct. Covered in blood. Chris, thoughts? I mean, they were Batman calzones. Maybe he could have taken the Batman calzones and hurled them at them, at them like the Batman, like the Batarangs. Maybe if I shined the light at the Batman calzone, it would have reflected the bat sim- signal up into the sky, and then he would have showed up. The Batman would have showed up and stopped the the, the killing that was happening. Of the Jimmy. Is that it? We're moving on. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. There you go. Okay, let's talk about the show. So pre-show, we're just gonna I'm gonna blow through these real fast. Brandon wasn't there for most of this, I don't think. Um, I'm just gonna all the pre-show matches. I'm just gonna go through them. Uh, Layla Hurst surprisingly beat Chris Statlander in nine ten minutes. Hook defeated. What is his name? QT Q and T Marshall Jones by submission in five minutes. And the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King. And Daddy Matthews defeated Pac, Penta Obscuro, and as was revealed on um, Rampage, I believe, Eric Red. No, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Six-man tag match. So there you go. There's your pre-show matches. Uh, Brandon, thoughts? Uh, yeah. Did we ever hear if um, what's his face Penta is all right? No, I, it seemed I'll take like a look the, into it, but the go ahead. I missed the beginning of I missed the the Layla Hurst match. I was happy to see her win. Uh, just as a you know an active fan, I think of the first podcast episode, and us agreeing to do a podcast. I think Layla Hurst. So uh, I have some sentimental investment in her career. Other than that, yeah, we I hopped in for the end of the tag match, and it seemed pretty funky. And it looked like it had something to do with buddy mathis botching the hell out of a like some sort of a, a knee a, a knee stomp he was doing like a curb stomp and he got <laughs> weird and then all of a sudden everybody was standing around like Ugh. and eric redbeard took the pin chris lots um yeah so the layla hirsch had a good ending she cracked chris statlander and a she found under the ring i believe the turnbuckle connector 
So the thing with the two hooks on it, the yeah. Titan. Yeah. Something that might actually be under the ring, not a, you know, kendo know, stick. Robot. Kendo stick. Sure. There you go. Hit her with that. That was pretty good. Um, and the, um, I think after last night, um, I think that that curb stomp that if, if this is what happened, first of all, I think that curb stomp to Buddy Matthews or whatever the hell his name is, uh, uses is fucking stupid. It's, it's not cool at all. And, uh, if Penta's out, I think the wrestling world is, uh, Penta benefits the wrestling world much more than Buddy Matthews. Uh, if we lost Penta because of that, if he was concussed because of that move, fucking get rid of it. It's it's it. It looked like something was wrong when he was doing that move, when he was setting it up. If you remember that match, it looked it took him way too long to set it up. It was really weird. Everything got kind of clunky. And then the next thing you know, the match was like, what's going on here? Maybe Penta so, got hurt before the stop. Maybe it's possible. It was just odd. It was so odd. But we haven't, like you said, we don't know anything about Pagans. And anybody is injured, they'll 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 tell us Wednesday. Yeah, they usually do. They usually let you know that shit, which is pretty cool about AEW. Like, oh, so and so's injured, not you know their major player that all of a sudden off television for six months and the whole storylines changed. Like Oscar was injured in the summertime, and we haven't heard an update except for from her. And Meltz is saying all kinds of stuff, and she's telling them to shut up. Literally, she told well, me. Well, 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 you know, uh, well, um, you know, they're saying that, uh, you know, Asuka is, she, 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 she's, uh, you know, uh, they're saying, uh, she's not attractive enough to, uh, she, she, to be in the, uh, uh, main event. So, uh, they took her out and put Becky Lynch in. Blasphemer. Don't ever say that again. I didn't say it. That was Melts. Melts. One of the, uh, through my themes house. of this night that no one seems to be talking about all that much. And the more I think about it, um, since we're now two days away, is how many fucking screw-ups there were in the show. And it started, I think, with this one, where this definitely looked like a screw-up just by the way that people were acting in the ring after during the pinfall. So let's check that up. That's one screw-up during the show. Shall we move on to the main event? Let's do it. The main event? Yes, all of it. The main card. The main card. Whatever. Who cares? This is my well, main I mean, event. I don't know. We're going to the main event. I don't know. Whatever. We'll, we'll go in chronological order. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Chris, Jer- Ger- Chris Jericho. Eddie Kingston wins by submission with Brandon. It was called the stretched plum. Brandon, thoughts? We're getting charged by the minute over here. We're cutting right to the main event. Yeah. We had too much time. <laughs> too much time up talking Calzone. Yeah, this was, you said Jericho versus Kingston? Yes. Stretched plum? Yeah, interesting move. Uh, Happy to see that this finally turned this way for Eddie Kingston. Uh, Jericho loses absolutely nothing by doing so. I thought it was a decent. Sorry if you can. She's already. This dog's already okay. crying. She's so fucking hot on my on. lap. It's like a fresh calzone. Sitting, it's like I just got <laughs> a couple of calzones. I just out of the oven sitting on me. That's the noise my butt um, was making trying to get the calzone yeah. out. When you when you finally crapped it out, that did you look at the toilet? It was just a big nice bat signal. Yeah. Sitting in the bowl. Cr- it was <laughs> oil. There was, it was an oil a question, shaped like a bat yeah, signal. It was a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Um, oh God, the, the stupidest commentary you could possibly give. I thought this was pretty good. <laughs> I don't right. know. We, 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 we're getting going at this point. I'm having a little bit of, of lukewarm calzone. Onward. <laughs> Great thoughts. Yeah, um, I could take or leave this. Um, there we go. I'm glad. I'm glad we we talked about it. Eddie Kingston needed to win this match. He just his character was just like 
he was he would just be loser dude if he lost to three straight like quote unquote legends in a row. So, you know, I'm glad. There but this go. match, I didn't even need this on the card, yeah. to be honest with you. So Jericho, Jericho basically is like, yeah, okay, uh, I won't shake your hand. So there's your story coming out of it. I just couldn't do it. I can't. Sorry. I just, sorry. I can't. So- sorry. 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 I can't. Sorry. I'm a dickhead that won't shake your hand, but I'm a nice enough guy to say sorry. <laughs> to, to Chris's point, it, it, it's probably worth asking ourselves as we go through these, like how many of these would have been a good cable television main event versus there's one adding right there. another hour to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Agreed. Although that, the Eddie Kingston. That's one right there. That was a good moment because he was like, <gasps> did I win? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't shake your hand. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Uh, three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Jurassic Express were the champs versus Red Dragon versus the Bucks. Uh, Jurassic Express wins, which I think we all unanimously, unanimously selected to be the one title that switched hands, or at least one of the titles we thought would switch hands. Um... Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think like what Chris was referencing earlier about a story versus the moves. This is one of the matches that was about the moves, right? Um, Some some quality wrestling in the middle. I got a kick out of Luchasaurus once again being the the uh, least the one of the worst mental wrestlers of all time. He's always just getting duped. Other than that, he's a dinosaur, other than, man. He's not that smart. Yeah, dude. He's got the brain the size of a pea, Brandon. Yes. Yeah. He's a stegosaur. He hasn't even he hasn't evolved into a bird yet. <laughs> Apparently, those guys are supposed to have feathers. That's news for me. But besides that, he doesn't have any. He just shoots yeah. all that science down the tubes. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, you're kind of just hanging on, um, wondering if the young bucks are. are greedy enough to take this back they let it go uh, but continue like continue to kind of try to make the show about them in the interim so uh yeah let me just chime in a little bit here um we got story what are you talking about when you get story we got red dragon and young bucks going hey man you're not supposed to do that to me you're supposed to do it to me you did it to me you do it to you i'm not doing you're supposed to look out for each other in a three-way uh chris thoughts all right, so to your point, right? Mm-hmm. This has been going on for weeks with those guys, and then uh, now it's going to go on through a pay-per-view, and we're not getting a pay-per-view for a couple months, so now this is going to go on even longer. And um, one of those fucking times where AEW decides that it's actually going to tell a story, and this is the one they select they're going to put their time into. Mm-hmm. A fucking lower card fucking tag teams. Like, let's be honest, uh, in the grand scheme of uh, – Wrestling, I mean, people love the Young Bucks. I love Red Dragon. I'm not a huge tag team fan, but if you were to get me to pick out one tag team on that show that I would call my favorite, it would be Red Dragon. Yes, boys. Now, and, um, but we're going to use those two guys. People love the the Young Bucks, uh, but if Red Dragon disappeared off the face of the earth tomorrow, I don't think anybody would even fucking notice. 
I mean, and no knock on them. They're just, you know, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's fun to watch. Bobby Fish, we always talk, we were talking last week about how awesome he is as far as just being an entertainer, right? Got a great look. He looks like a dickhead. He acts like a dickhead and he can work. And if they disappeared tomorrow, nobody would, it would be like, like 10 years down your road, you'd be like, yo, who are those two dudes? Nobody gives a shit. So whatever. So I guess the story is going. I don't going. fucking care. We're going to keep going with the story between the <laughs> Dragon and the Bucks. And we thought maybe Jungle Boy would get a singles run, but it seems like he's sticking with the old Stegosaur. The feathered Stegosaur. Um, any final thoughts on this? I think, that, that, I think that spot, the Young Bucks early in the card tag team match, has kind of dictated these pay-per-views the last couple times where when that drags and it's 20 minutes early and we're not that interested in it, that kind of that vibe kind of is set through the rest of the evening. Right. Whereas when it was really good, they had the Lucha bros match that, that everyone, that was bananas. You know, I think, uh, that stuck with me. So, mm-hmm. um, Oh, that's right. Sorry. Um, the Lucha source, I think spin kicked a spray can out of one of the Jackson's hands. It looked like he missed something at best. So number two on weirdness that happened in the middle of the match where you're just like, Hmm. I, I don't know what not happened. The mi- That's weird. N- not the nitpick, but not the middle. The last 10 seconds of the right. match was... Like, oh, middle of the match, sorry. Uh, the end of the match. It was the same with the other one, end of the match. That was... Yeah, you're, yeah. it was the finish. Sorry, sorry. Both were the finish. I don't know why I said middle Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was like, that's how important it is. Yeah, it so all like, eyes are on it. Look at it that way. Yeah, it wasn't the middle. That's it the, wasn't even the end. It was the fucking finish. Yeah, there was no recovery for us. Sorry, that was, word, that was bad wordplay by me. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. That's the 10-second clip that you post online to be like, oh, my God, this is how it ended. That is even washed now because you can't really figure out what the fuck was going on. He, he, I, at best, he was trying to kick an aerosol can and not sure if he hit it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Face of the Revolution ladder match for the future AWTNT championship match. Vordlow versus Christian Cage versus Chris Lee. Chris Lee. Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy versus the Powerhouseman. Uh, versus Ricky Starks. Wardlow wins. Go ahead, Brandon. Chris, you got to go first on this one because one of the as soon as I read this match, I'm thinking of <laughs> of you yapping about how much Keith Lee sucks. Go ahead, Chris. No, no, no. Well, what I was laughing about <laughs> was Chris Lee. Did he come in? He was like, "Hey, what are my kids doing running around this house like this?" I have no Remember idea who the, that is. The Chris Lees. Grizzly, Grizzly oh. knows back. <laughs> this made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who Grizzly is. Sorry. Um, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I was. I mean, look, I'm not going to get into that because we're going to have plenty of time over the next few months, I'm sure, for me to moan about Keith Lee. Um, but uh, you know what I did during this match? I looked at my phone. There's yeah. my review. Brandon, thoughts. I thought this was actually kind of fun. Uh, one, I was laughing at watching Chris obliterate Keith Lee or call him some, something of something Othello. Nothing racist there. I wasn't trying to imply anything. No, I it's the say. Shakespeare. I can't remember what it was. But um, uh, other than that, I think there was a couple camera botches that we got a kick out of there. Mm-hmm. When there was a spot outside the ring and then they cut back in and Christian, instead of just very easily winning the championship, it's like trying to jam a ladder in between two other ladders and the ropes. And they just let that roll for like four or five Why are we? 
I think I said like, I why it. are we watching this? Like, what? Why did we just go up the ladder? What's going on here? No. I think a couple. I'm always like a little disappointed. I think they had the spot where all six guys were at the the uh, hemorrhoid pad and nobody came down with it, which is just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're really trying to milk this. Uh, yeah. There was some fun besides that though. Go it ahead. was fun. Orange Cassidy was fun. Um, Keith Lee threw Orange Cassidy and. As anybody that's played baseball knows, when you a high fly goes to the outfield, especially in the outfield, you always take two steps back, and then you can run forward. It's easier to run forward than it is to run back. Keith Lee threw Orange Cassidy, <laughs> cleared both of the guys that were supposed to catch him, and Orange Cassidy pretty much crashed to the um, the ramp. So uh, let's mark that up to another screw-up. Also, I, I know you guys didn't feel this way, but I thought that the power bomb on Rick uh, Ricky Starks. You lost you for a second there, Jim. Did you? Maybe on your side. Yeah, you froze up. I that's heard right. guys that ca- I heard only guys that catch him, but yeah, that's fine. Um I'll just say it over again. Um so uh one thing that you guys didn't stick like something I noticed and you guys didn't necessarily stick by or agree with me was when Ricky Starks took the power bomb for the finish from Wardlow. Looked like Ricky Stark's feet got stuck or something, stuck or something, because he just came falling down on that ladder with no protection whatsoever except for his own hands. So uh, let's mark that up to let's see, that is one, two, three, four, five, six matches, three matches with finishes that included something weird that was not intentional, including the Keith Lee. Let's throw that in there too. That's four. Keith Lee throwing Orange and Cassidy and clearing everyone and almost dying. Brandon yeah, thoughts on this. Final again, thoughts you're on this being match. you're you're being polite, saying power bomb and feet got stuck. He just dropped his ass off the ladder directly onto his back, <laughs> onto another ladder. Yeah. Chris, final thoughts? No, I mean, uh, you know, I said, I said, they, they definitely, he definitely botched. Somebody botched something there. I don't know who it was. Um, it definitely was unintentional. Unintentional, like you said, he picked them up and then just kind of dropped them. Um, I'm, I would be. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure the like Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks got his hands behind his head. That's what I was saying when he did that. Mm-hmm. That was probably the plan all along. Like you could powerbomb me on this. If I get my hands behind my head, I can absorb the impact. But that's not the way he was supposed to land. No, he pretty much just fell. That's yeah, not it was, something it was you pretty practice, rough. You know, you now well, you can't. You just do it. So yeah, there you go. Uh, next up, singles match for the AEW TBS Championship. Six and a half, uh, seven minutes this match went. This was definitely the, you know, we were trying to figure out what the bathroom break match was, and I think we can we conceded this would be it. Jade Cargill, the champ, beat Ty Conti. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think the most memorable part of this match ha- happened before it even started, right? We get a, a big stinky smooch out of mm, nowhere. Great. And then I think everyone's trying to recover for about five minutes and 50 seconds, and we got about 30 seconds of uh, wrap-up after that. So. Right. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I'm about to say the same thing. <laughs> Smooch. I don't. Nobody cares about that karate shit. That was the pre. That Jade, was from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was leading into it. That, that, uh, that promo was, leading was fucking into awesome. That was great. And then Jade, Jade Cargill basically just treating Smart Mark Sterling like shit and yelling at him all the time. But other than that, bathroom break. She's pretty fucking One, cool, man. I'm sorry. I'm on she, the no, listen, Jade Cargill. I fucking love her. This is the situation. We talked about this before, and I was thinking about it. She, they put her in a situation where she's going to have to wrestle, if not every weekend, every week, every other week, at least. 
uh, in a championship match, right? But you see what they're doing. They're doing the right thing. They don't have her tearing through the women's division. They have her on TV beating the shit out of fucking, like, local talent. And then, you know, so that's it. I mean, she's she's in – and I, she's, I don't really think she's ever going to be in a position in which she's really going to have to sell. You know? I mean, she's – I mean, are we – is it safe to say that if not, she's verging on giant – yeah, she is. I mean, she's yeah, definitely right? the biggest, I mean, biggest uh, person in that division. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, 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 I think she's clunky as hell, but I never said she didn't have all the other tools that she I'll say she's have. greater than Britt Baker right now, in my eyes. Oh. She's like the, she's the face of the women's division. Britt Baker's secondary at best. I, I think, know a lot. I think, I think AEW, I think Jade Cargo. That's what I think of. I think a lot of people in that stadium, they're like, oh, Britt Baker, will we'll disagree with you. I'm not. I personally think you're right. Yeah. Brandon, thoughts good. Yeah, one storyline coming out of this, if you're a Wrestling Observer Newsletter fan, when you think Luthez slash Ric Flair award winner, not most outstanding wrestler winner, she's now tied Habib Nurmagomedov's record in the UFC at 29-0. If she if she gets to thirty and zero, I think she's got a, a clear shot. That'll be so. on the next. That'll be on the next poll. Well, who's a better? Re- <laughs> who is a better? Who is a more dominant wrestler? <laughs> Ground combatant, grappling combatant. Is it Jade Cargill at twenty nine and zero, or Khabib Nurmagomedov at twenty nine and zero? Nice. That I've been getting dragged around like I've got a dog collar on with Jade Cargill. I was Team Cargill, and then you know, I got talked out out of her. Now I'm out of her. You guys are back in on it. I'm in. Uh, Listen, I got to uh, back to basics here. You you're assuming with me that you know your um your because I agree with the fact that she you think uh AW women's division you think of her and then you would think of 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 uh Britt Baker, Britt Baker being slightly below Jay Cargill um in terms of, you know, like excitement level. But that excitement level to me is still very low. You understand what I mean? Like you're just saying, like because I picked one over the other, that means one's high. Nah, they're both pretty low in my book. Yo, shut up with, with that karate shit, Chris. I wouldn't assume something like that of you. I yeah, you would, and see. you did it, and you assumed I wouldn't invite you to your house if there was nobody else here. You said it on the podcast two weeks, and guess what? I still invited you, but there was people here, so I don't know where I'm going with this. I was just trying to sneak a little dog <laughs> collar segue in. But well oh, done. Okay. I was assuming that I wouldn't be in a life or death situation trying to pick up a Calzone. Bat- the Batman the- Calzone. Calzone. You're selling it short, Jim. The Batman Calzone. <laughs> you don't understand this, dude. Very important. Um, dog collar match. CM Punk versus MJF. 27 minutes almost. CM Punk wins by pinfall. Brandon. Good. Yeah, last week I got I got on here and was pretty gassed up about some p- potential ways they could go with this that were immediately spoiled. Uh, given that they didn't go in any of those directions, I think for a slow, brooding 27-minute match, this was probably the most invested in anything I was all night. Uh, one thing I want to mention uh, during this match is someone that I think is. You know, probably in the top few percentile of, of wrestling fans in 2022, but definitely not somehow still missing their fan base. I've seen the the CM Punk documentary. 
I know what he wore when he was in the Indies. I recognize that. The theme song thing, I don't know the theme song. God forbid they just give us a little bit more of a, a cue in. Uh, I know someone mentioned that they, maybe they said something. I missed it, but uh, it apparently wasn't enough. So it's like, just give me a little bit of context of what's happening in front of my face. Because if you want to jump beyond these hardcore fans, that little bit of detail w- would go a long way. That's shit that people that don't know what they're looking at would find really cool if you just say it to them in clear terms. Chris, thoughts? You know, it's funny you said that. So they did say it, but they didn't say it loud enough. If you didn't hear it, then they, they I just happened to catch it. Uh, um, you know, it also doesn't help that uh, I, I would think that most rooms of people watching that that pay-per-view on Sunday looked like the room we were watching in, where you had a bunch of guys sitting around watching, a bunch of people sitting around watching. And as, as uh, along with the watching of wrestling, it's telling dumb stories and laughing at each other's jokes. It's not directly, you're not so super focused on this, right? I mean, part of the, the reason why I was willing to, the, the part of the reason why I was excited, the big reason why I was excited to have the paper, to watch pay-per-view at my house is that everybody's going to come over. Right. So it was a hang. Um, so yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I heard, uh, God, who was it that was? Anyway, um, they one of the things that they don't do in um, wrestling, I noticed anymore. There are very few. Um, it's always like these characters that are telling stories. Everybody that's doing the announcing is just telling a story. Uh, you, you, if you, if they kind of would go back to a straight play-by-play guy and then a color guy. And you had that color guy fill in the blanks, right? So the play-by-play guy, he calls all the moves and the color guy comes in and he says what the feeling, what's going on, what he looks like, what he's doing. They've gotten away from that in wrestling. And I think if you went back to that, I think you would have an easier time explaining these storylines or things like this thing with CM Punk's music, right? Because if you didn't watch Ring of Honor, which, you know, I'm sorry, at that, in those days, nobody fucking watched Ring of Honor. Apparently, this get up and that song were only that, available on a DVD or VHS. So, it was really, a small I, audience that would have known this. So, yeah, I mean, I remember I, I saw him once down at 2300. Well, back when it was still New Alhambra, Viking Hall, or whatever they were calling it at the time. Uh, I saw him in a really bad. It was three <laughs> PW Viking Hall. Yeah, it was Viking Hall because it was South Philly Vikings was the. Um, Mummers Brigade that worked out of it. Ah, so it was okay. Viking Hall. Uh, they, um, I saw him there. I, somebody had to remind me. That's the level which CM Punk was at the time. I had no idea who it was, but I do remember him wearing similar gear with the basketball shorts and that stuff. But you're talking, God, almost 20 years ago. I mean, whatever. You it know? was cool, though. It's cool. I liked it. but And I liked it. I don't think every new wants to enjoy something. Right, but when they explained it to you, as soon as they explained it to you, you get the nuance. Yeah, this is different than saying, you know, I I don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, it's because you don't watch a YouTube channel. Well, that's that's bad. That's bad. That's bad booking and a bad job. Um, If it's a small reference to some shit that happened 25 years ago that, I don't know, 5% of the audience is going to lose their shit over, cool, good for them. Then when I ask somebody, they can be like, oh, it's from this thing. You should go check it out. Okay, cool. I'll go check it out. What I'm saying is that people are saying that you're not a true wrestling fan if you don't get it. I'm seeing a little gatekeeping online. I wanted to talk about how weird people are being online about this pay-per-view. They're saying that it's 
if you don't get it, it's not for you. No, that's not, that's not how this works. If you don't get it, here are here's what it is, and here this is where you can. The internet is forever. It's streaming somewhere. Here's a link to the match. Come on, man. It was can fine. I, I thought it was fine. The match itself was cool. May yeah, I add? Oh, you want to add? No. Go. Well, no, to just to what you said. Yeah, good. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, and I know this isn't what what AEW is doing, but if you're gonna be, if you're gonna assume that it's something like if you don't know what it is, then it's not for you. Then you know what's gonna happen. Well, you know what's gonna happen. Eventually, you're the one saying that they're gonna get so refined in these these little things that they do that you, the one dude that's saying that, is the only one that's gonna get it, and your fucking favorite wrestling company is gonna go out of fucking business. Well, it was just one time thing. Yeah, your <laughs> your thought process on it, Jim, is exactly right. I think, and again, this is minor shit. I'm not I'm not trying to eat them alive over this compared right. to like the BTE stuff. What you said, I'm asking myself, why wouldn't they do that? It's cool. It's cool that that happened, right? We can agree on that. That that was cool. They own the rights to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Instead of having someone having to cross their fingers and hope they have Jimmy next to them or someone that watched that, why don't you just tip them off to the, the upcoming Ring of Honor library that's going to be there and explain that shit to someone? I take like I spend a lot of time watching things I'm really interested in with people that aren't interested in them. The least I can do is explain to them why this isn't compelling. Or or rare or different, like just toss that in there for me. That's all I'm right. saying. Also, we didn't mention that um, Tony Khan last Wednesday announced that he bought Ring of Honor, or at least the la- at least the library is his, and he's going to revitalize it, rejuvenate it, relaunch it. We're not really sure what he's going to do. We forgot to mention that. Pretty good. That's right. Yeah, that did happen last week. Yeah. So I guess we will get access to this video eventually. He's not really sure when or how he's going to be able to make it available to the public, but he's working on that. But when it comes down, so to they didn't in, announce they didn't announce any HBO piece no, of this. They that's, didn't. That's still conjecture. They're still trying to yeah, it's conjecture. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to make it available to the public. Um, HBO Max, uh, HBO, and a number of um, a number of networks. I mean, like twenty are all uh, changing ownership. So to think that you could peg it down, like anybody will be able to peg it down as to where that's like, oh, yeah, if anybody says, that, oh, it's going to HBO Max, and like now, that, that, that that's guess. up for sale. I don't it's, think all, anybody, all, it's all a guess. I don't yeah. think anybody said gotcha. that. Right? They were, they, yeah. you know, that, was, that was like, oh, it would make sense. Well, we talked about well, it. Yeah, it would make sense. It would make sense, but now it makes no sense because it's going to be a different owner. Right. So everything's going to get wiped clean, and it was it would be the same thing that happened to WCW when AOL Time Warner bought uh, Turner. Yep. They didn't want wrestling anymore. Right. We don't care if it makes we, money. Uh, I, hopefully it'll be on the Bleacher Report app. You know Bleach what I was space. thinking? Yeah, good. Tubi. Yeah, Tubi's a good one. Free. I when I went High through the, it looks good. It looks not bad on there. I mean, I watch right? older shit, but. Um, when I was, when I was living in uh, South Philly, I didn't have cable. I had the antenna and we would watch a lot of these bad movies on like, <laughs> on like movies, TV. And, uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but they would just insert commercials 
Like they wouldn't even like a guy would just say like it was it was Joe that robbed the bank commercial. And you're like, what? Like you didn't even wait for the scene to end. Tubi has a good job of putting the commercials. I think I said this before to putting the commercials where they belong. Right. Right. Like even on the TV shows, when I watch Lucha Underground, the Lucha Underground, then there's a commercial. It's just like watching it on TV. Um, but they have a ton of weird. I fucking love Tubi. They have a bunch of weird wrestling DVDs on there, like CZW shit and Kevin yeah. Owens. They have an old MJF one on there. It's really strange. Like they, I was they really signed odd up with RF it. Video, bro. They got that RF Video hookup. Maybe they did. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the actual match. It was awesome. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I saw some people complaining really? that this was that this was too slow or that the, the pacing was bad. I thought it was great. And I think that the, and I think that. Yeah, I think that that's inherently how a dog collar match is designed to be. Um, within that, they had some fun spots. Like, I think probably my the most memorable to me was MJF getting, give me the fucking mic, and he stands up and starts to, I forget what he, was, he started to say, and CM Punk steps in the red mask on, but just yanks him, and the mic goes flying 30 <laughs> feet, and you're just like, Oh, that's good. Like that's just pure entertainment right there. I think they they those two work very well together and brought out the best in each other. Chris thoughts? Yeah, I thought this match was a lot of. This was a good match. Uh, they worked it. It's a dog collar match. It ain't supposed to be full of fucking high spots. You want to die? Yeah, they had chains I mean, getting wrapped up and shit. There was a I few was, times where Punk had to guide them under the ring ropes. Right. Yeah, the whole time I was watching, it was like I was terrified that they were gonna someone was gonna accidentally get wrapped up in them. <laughs> And then the chain. It was a real chain. The thing was heavy as yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. The only thing I, th- the only mistake that I think that AEW made, as far as I was concerned, was, and I know you can't control this, but the the bloody mess that CM Punk was on, I believe Wednesday night, last Wednesday night, when you came to Sunday night, you're getting CM Punk as a bloody mess again. And they could have done away with the bloody mess on TV and just thrown him beaten. Um, cause then you're getting into reruns at this point, as far as I'm concerned. No, I thought both were pretty cool. I, I just thought that they stacked the bloody mess. It didn't I have as much it. of an more. impact. Give me more. Dude, more next week mess. and next week and next week's fucking next bloody mess is going to be you and Batman Cal fucking the Batman Pizzonis or whatever to call it. Bullet holes in it. Calzoni. <laughs> the Batman Calzoni. Bullet. It is a, it is a the Batman Calzoni. It's probably bulletproof, Jim. I would imagine it's got enough fat That's why that you would have it. Just grease off it. That's why you would have have it. That's why it's pizza colored. So they it gives your enemy a target to shoot at. That's and right. Just like bulletproof. Batman. Just the like Batman. Batman. Yeah. Just like the Batman. Uh, we get the um, the Vordlow, um turn. He said he didn't have the ring to MJF, and then he suddenly found the ring in time for CM Punk to use it to pinky ring him <laughs> face. That ring's huge. I know it's so big. What finger is that fitting on? It's made out of rhinestones. He's a rhinestone cowboy. It's a nice Can ring. I, Most nice. Super Bowl rings are smaller than that ring. Yeah. I was Hold on. I was just going to tell you this. I have worn, in my life, I've had three Super Bowl rings on my fingers. Yo, three man. different teams. That's pretty cool. Well, and, come on. Give me a little more deets. So I, know, I, just I drop I, that I, knowledge? I, in I my had, life, I hate had, more than three. What the hell we've been talking about all night? So I, my memory's so bad, I can't remember. All right, so the first one was a guy by the name of Fred Baxter. He used to be a tight end for the Patriots. Um, I know him. He's coming to the bar. Now he's coming to the bar where I worked at, and uh, with his wife, and he got a Super Bowl ring. And he, I said, can I see it? And he said, sure. And then I said, can I? You know, he said, he's 
he said, you want to touch it? And I said, you want, he said, you want to wear it? And I said, yeah. He said, do you ever win a Super Bowl? And I said, no, you know, just like that. And he was like, no, then you can't do it. And then he let me wear it. <laughs> he played for the Patriots. He was a special teamer. Now, the second guy, I can't remember his name. Um, so, uh, Tom but he Brady. For the, no, he played for the, he was a linebacker for the Niners when they beat San Diego. So Bill Romanowski. No. And, uh, I wore his, he let me wear his. And, um, there's a friend of mine who's a Philadelphia Eagle who let me wear his. So that was it. Tony Franklin. Sure. Why not? I mean, it was Tony Franklin and it was, um, um, Brandon, why don't you have any questions for us about his, uh, multiple ex- extensive knowledge of wearing Super Bowl rings? Not knowledge, just experience. Knowledge. Experience. No ledge. We're looking up the, <laughs> we're looking up the, the uh, defense. I'm not going to be able to get it. The, the, the 49ers defense, the Super Bowl. I'm not going to rattle off some names, but it wasn't Ken Norton Jr., was it, by any chance? You would have known. No, it wasn't. I, I don't think he was on that team. Were they were they uh, notably more impressive as time passed? Meaning, like, yeah. The, like, so the they su- got pretty nuts. At Ralph yeah, Dallas. they got really big, but the dynamite diamond ring was is bigger than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> more important. Yeah, I'm saying, like it, when he put it on his hand, it's so big it was it almost fell off. Yeah, you could see the gap was, on TV. You could see the it. gap on his on his. Singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker with Jamie Hayter and Rebel defeated Thunder Rosa via pinfall. Brandon. Thoughts? Right back. I'm playing shortstop. It's going right to me every time. Um, yeah, the, I think we got into this. I mean, we were a little bit concerned at the beginning about how Thunder Rosa had a half a diaper on or something. Yeah, I'm not I don't sure know what, what, what type of padding she had around her left leg. But this was a lot of fun for the moment. Um, the moment passed fairly quickly, and I, we left ourselves scratching our heads as to like what was next. And this was the once the tag title didn't flip, we were like, this has got to be the one that flips. Thunder Rosa deserves this ten times over. They don't go that way once again. So I, there's a little bit of frustration that probably marred some of my memory of of the match itself, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, especially in that big spot, gear looks fucking awesome, rises to the occasion. Britt Baker didn't look as uh, gas as we'd mocked her for in the past. Uh, you know, I'll give it to them. They, this was entertaining. they got to do more matches in Florida in the uh, wintertime or else Britt Baker is going to get gassed out and dehydrated and not be able to move. That's right. Chris, thoughts? Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I think that this was the one that I really – if they were to change one title, it was it was this this title. Uh, I think you're in a position now in which now you have a woman who has beaten your entire women's roster. Uh, everything that you do after this now is reruns. Um, they couldn't beat her before, but now we, we're supposed to believe they have a chance to beat her again. Um, eventually, you do, like it's it's not even like you know somebody working their job as a heel so well that you can't stand to see her on TV. It's it's that I've seen this on TV so many times that I'm just I need something new. Um, so and now you've gotten yourself in a position that uh, you've gone through your entire women's roster. The match to determine the number one contender again that's coming on Wednesday. Is yeah, going we'll talk to about be, it when we get there. Oh, you want to get to it? Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll pass by it. All right, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So um, theoretically, okay. So Thunder Rosa lost. 
uh, on Rampage this week or Dynamite. I don't remember. It was Rampage. Um, Cora Shida showed up and beat the shit out of uh, the professor with her stick. So she cracked her in the side of the head. Now I'm starting to think that um, we'll talk about the matches coming up this week in a little bit. But I'm starting to think that we're getting she, we're going to heat sheet up when she comes back. Sheeta would be your next. I think that if you heat her up enough, she could be the one that beats Britt Baker. We talked about it last yeah, week when we were talking about it. Real, real quick, let me uh, just do this real quick. Please. When we were talking about um, the Meltzer thing last week, was that last week we were talking about Meltzer's awards? Yeah, yes. Right? Sheeta, she didn't even show up on the awards for top ten women wrestlers. Now, this I, I honestly think she got a bad shake. She was the champ during fucking pandemic. She stayed here when no one was going to shows. She's gone home for a little bit, a little injury. She's got some shows she's doing in Japan, and then she's going to be back, I think, in April to work. Um, it would make sense to heat her up, have her beat some people on dark, and then uh, I could see her winning in, in the summertime at the pay-per-view. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking about that. When we were, I was scrambling through the roster saying, like, this is, they're dead in the water here. And what came to mind was, I don't remember if it, I just passed it, didn't sink into my head, or they didn't mention it at all. Did they ever take the time to note why she was removed from the programming for an extended period of time? The only reason, and go ahead and answer after this, but the only reason I mentioned that is because right now it feels like there's nothing interesting going on. And when she comes back, it'll be a surprise. You're talking about Cheetah, right? Correct, right. yeah. But had they just noted it, and if they did, then uh, you know I'm gonna be the first one to admit that I'm wrong. Had they just noted, by the way, the old champ is you know dealing with business, and this is what the fuck's going on. When she pulls back in, it's like, oh shit, this is what we've been waiting for. Right now, I'm not really sure what we're waiting for, and I think that might be it. But Serena Deep took out her knee, and then she went home to rehab. She they... went to Japan to rehab. That's what they did. Gotcha. Yeah, they showed. Uh, photos on social media of her swollen knee but that could have been from any time it didn't have to be the new injury you know what i mean but she's been but in japan kind of since then yeah so so she's been injured she's doing a big she's got the uh big tjpw show she's doing a nice ribbon show and then i think she'll be back she'll be back by the end of by the end of march and uh she might be coming with some people from tjpw we'll see what happens but i i don't know it just seems that She's the next person. I don't think. All right, fuck it. We won't. We won't wait until the end. So we have a qualifier match on this week's Dynamite tomorrow. That um, the winner between Thunder Rosa, who lost, now suddenly gets a rematch. Um, I don't care how she lost. She's just suddenly, you know, you lose. You're supposed to fall to the back of the line, but she's facing Layla Hirsch, who's gone a bit of a streak next week for number one contendership to Britt Baker's title. I'm thinking Layla Hirsch wins here, whether she cheats or whatever the fuck she does. It gives her someone new, Britt Baker, someone new to wrestle against. Maybe you're going for the Britt Baker face turn. I don't see that happening with with Rebel and Jamie Hayter with her. But um, I don't know. I, I This is an interesting little matchup. Chris, since you brought it up, go ahead. I'll let you go. No, I, I find it strange as well. I mean, it's I, I, I it's interesting to say that maybe Layla Hurst wins this match and then gets a championship shot on TV. Um, I don't see that happening. I mean, there's a million ways they can do it. She's a heel. So obviously there'll be some skullduggery 
yeah, involved in there. But um, it, it, it's it's you, you, like what I was trying to say earlier is like you've gone through everything and you've painted yourself into a corner to where you get to this point and you're like, well, this is kind of weird, right? Like it's just like, uh, what are, what are we doing here? Is Thunder Rosa gonna win and then win the title on TV? Doesn't make. Why would you it's have her just, lose if you're the, gonna have her make her win? That just doesn't. That's make sense. what I'm saying. It's just so. And then and then you had the perfect. If you're gonna have her, if you're gonna have her win, then have her win on the pay per view. So something happened. You get a huge pop you know? too. Yeah, I, I, it's just a very odd, odd, odd situation. And, and and honestly, like I said, how long has Britt Baker's been champion since that? Since she won against Sheeta, so summertime, right? Since summertime, Memorial Day weekend last year. Is that what it was? So or was it the Labor yeah, Day that show? was. No, we didn't do the Labor Day show. It was nine million people paying in my pool. Um, that was let this Labor Day. No, it was Memorial Day when we were watching, and it was because we were talking. It was May in Jacksonville, so it was yeah, damp that's right. and sweaty. That was that the match? Breathe. That was the hot. Match? I think that was the match. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's up. It's just a weird, very odd. Yeah, it's it's time hit the spot. It's at the spot where it's like where WWE has gone. It goes all the time where you're just like it. It starts to look like they didn't know what they were doing the whole time, and that's where you get you start to scratch your head a little bit and go, uh oh. It was double or nothing, and it was what deed was that? It was May. Yeah, you're right. Labor Day again. There you go. Yeah, because that Labor Day they were doing everything in Jacksonville. Yeah, that was it. Like, remember they did that. Big tournament where they had like Yuka Sakazaki and my Suruga come over and just like they had one flat piss break match and never referenced any of them again. Like this, What's this it just starts to feel like no one's driving the, the train with with this. Well, she did she did an interview where she said that they're relying less on the Japanese girls now than they were when they first started. It probably has a lot to do with travel. I'm sure they had lots of plans for a lot of people coming over, but travel is one of the things. Also, I, I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was on Rampage or Dynamite. There was a weird all Joshi match where they had like Emmy Sakura and her crew versus Riho and her crew, and it was like they did like a it was like a comedy match. And man, that shit was not like if you are not a big fan of comedy pro wrestling, that shit was corny as hell. Me, I thought it was eh, that's cute, but I've seen it a million times. This it was not good, and ever since then we don't see like. Rio Mizunami over here anymore. She hasn't been back. I think that's a lot of what I'm like. It's kind of rubbed me the wrong way about this. And then I'll won't say anything else about this because this is going on for too long. But I, I in my career spent a lot of time working for a startup company trying to make bad lies sound more reasonable, right. like bad information sound better. And I just don't think they do a good job of that to the point where you're starting you starting to scratch your head and go. What's the direction here if if there is one? Right. I, I I just would like you know maybe it's just my preference, and I've been complaining about this and we said it we've been saying it for weeks we want Thunder Rosa to win why because it'd be more refreshing to get fresh matchups. Well she fucking lost so now we got Britt Baker. Do I want to watch her face Thunder Rosa again? Not really. No. Sure. If Thunder Rosa wins, I guess why not do it on a pay per view? Instead, I'd like to see Britt Baker get screwed over by somebody like Layla Hirsch. I don't think she's going to lose, but like a more aggressive Layla Hirsch, because she's been way better since she's been legit heel, Layla Hirsch. And now she's got the Russia gear. 
There's people that are probably telling her she has to take it off because we're at war with the Russians are all evil. The people that live here are also evil. <laughs> That's not true. Well, I actually raised that question when we were watching the yeah. the. Uh, I, said, the I was like, oh, she wore a Russian gear, which I found out, and then I went, yeah. no, I don't. Why? Yeah. Who cares? She's, she's she is Russian. Russian. She's I mean, not supposed it's... to be like, I'm not Russian anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. You I've lived in America pretty much somewhere <laughs> because you know because your government's doing something that might not be too nice. Well, Jim, that just brings up bad thoughts, so I don't even want to see that right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm trying to That's relax a, and watch wrestling. Is that, would that be considered? Because I'm a little clueless when it comes to this. Would that be considered wearing the Russia, uh, the Russian flag on your wrestling gear? Would that be a microaggression or a macroaggression? I'm just That's curious. That's a microaggression. That's a microaggression. That's okay. microaggression. Just, just, just wondering. A macroaggression would be uh, wearing the Russian flag and saying, "I hope Ukraine dies." <laughs> That'd be oh, a okay. Yeah. Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine. No one's Not thrown out the, the potential for for Cargill double champ. That'd be amazing. I could see that, but then she'd have to give one up, and it definitely makes one the lesser title. Yeah, which TBS definitely is. But oh, also uh, Ruby Soho show, uh, sighting. She was on uh, Dark, so maybe she was a little banged up. She wrestled. Uh, we talked about it when we were watching the pay per view that we haven't seen her in a while. She was wrestling uh, Session Moth Martina. Which you guys aren't familiar with, but uh, she's hey. a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun, so hopefully we get to see more of her. All right, let's move on. Singles match. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. John Moxley wins with like a kind of a backwards thing and uh, pins Brian Danielson. More importantly, the true shock. Oh, before I even say this, uh, Shane Strickland signed. We knew this going in because nobody can keep their fucking mouth shut in professional wrestling. So he comes out, he does like a not good promo, doesn't get much of a pop because everybody's at the toilet, and um, then walks off stage. Thoughts, Brandon? Also, if you didn't knew it, he didn't get much of a pop because Tony Schiavone waved the contract in front of the, the television screen where it's, it's addressed swerve. to Swerve. So it just took the any any excitement that could have been there, he just popped one minute before the guy was about to show up. Um, yeah, this this is a tough one. I'm excited to see him wrestle. Didn't get put in a good spot here uh, with the alignment of the signings. Yeah. And and his, uh, I guess, I don't know, fan base. And um, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't know, but maybe maybe I was. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just thought of it. They, this, this is my favorite AEW shit. When I know enough to know, there's got to be a decent percentage of these people that don't really know Shane Strickland, but he starts his Shane Strickland chant, mm-hmm. Swerve's House or whatever it was, and it's like everybody, you could just feel the crowd going, oh, what's the chant? Uh, uh, okay, I'll join, join in the chant. I'll join in the chant. The same with the Dan Housen. Oh, my God. It's, uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's yeah. Dan Housen. Like yeah. anybody fucking has been into these, like into these people every week. <laughs> Maybe I did it out of order. Maybe I should have just finished off with our reveal at CM Punk versus, uh, or not CM Punk for uh, John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. So anyway, Brian Danielson, they fight. The match ends. Uh, Moxley's bleeding all over the fucking place, and out comes surprise to everyone, surprise to us, surprise to apparently people backstage. No one saw him in there. Um, Stephen Regal comes out. He comes out, he gets in the ring, gets in Mox's face, 
gets and slaps the shit out of Moxley. Brian Danielson yucks it up like the fucking older brother watching his younger brother get yelled at by the dad. Then uh, 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 Stephen Regal walks over to J- uh, Brian Danielson, slaps him in the face, and makes him shake hands. And then they all made out. It was fucking awesome. I was so hot. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I'll take one step back here. I think at the beginning of this match, we noted like, hey, th- this is something that was a little bit forced onto the card storyline wise. Now I see why. We know we we're joking like, oh, my God, everybody's looking at their phones during this shit that we should be so excited for because the card's so long. The match did heat up. I've never seen Chris more excited yeah, was than when, when, we, when Darren Matthews Darren Math showed up. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? I've been a Steven Regal fan since WCW. Since he was – since before he was going to change – Bobby Eaton into the Earl Robert Eaton. Yes. Um, But more importantly, the most important thing I think about this is that I would be very surprised that that's his 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 his, he's there in the only capacity in which he's at EEW is to be the manager of some, you know, Brian Danielson, John Moxley faction. Yes. He's listed on the AW website as a coach. Okay. Now, right. So, NXT was excellent. NXT was a lot of fun, and it wasn't a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for a long period of time, Jim, if you remember when we started first watching it. Even when it was carmella's dog something happened with carmella's dog with enzo amori and i don't even remember what the (laughs) storyline but it was just so bad it's so funny from the moment we started watching nxt to the moment they changed what nxt was nxt was always an entertaining show um and this was it for the longest time a taped wrestling show um the reason one of the one of the biggest reasons behind that was the fact that Steven Regal was the the coach there. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was coaching everybody that was putting all the pieces together. I think uh, Bernard was like the big the head coach. But Steven Regal ran that thing or William Regal, whatever they called him over there. It doesn't matter. The Lord. We'll just refer the to Lord. Him as the Lord. He's <laughs> the Lord from now on. The Lord. He's the Lord. Lord Darren. So anyway, Lord Darren is now an AEW, and I think you you're going to see a within the next I say by the end what are we in March? So by by the end of the summer, it's going to be very quick. You're going to start seeing a lot of these performers that have kind of sloppy holes in their game. Their those sloppy holes are going to get filled in, just with the simple fact that he's there. And I think it benefits them a great deal, and I'm glad he's there because he was in NXT and NXT was great. They, uh, I don't know what the, the what the terms of them parting ways, them being uh, the Lord and WWE parting ways were, but uh, soon they went to NXT 2.0 and he's not there anymore and it's shitskies. So I'm hearing different reviews on that. I'm hearing a lot of people are into it now. Well, we've gotten I used would, to the new look. I mean, it's not for me, but whatever. Listen, it's well for me. It's not the look. For me, it's the people that they have. I, I have no desire to watch any of these buff biffman and steve wellington and joe steve the wellington. muscle guy from australia and yeah, i have no desire to watch any of these dudes van hammer yeah, Tomo- what's that one guy van hammer what was that van one guy Ham- 
Van Hammer. I don't know who was Van. No, Van Hammer is a WCW. Von, I have no Von idea. Von what is that Williams. like? Uh, what is that like? Thunder from Down Under, or whatever. You'd see the billboards for. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouse Rivers. Yeah, that's like to, what used, a, lot, a lot of their roster looks like. It's like they. <laughs> I used to go to them. Benny and Flynn's all male reveal. Yeah, I used to go to the Benny and Flynn's all male reveal. Oh, I didn't fucking the warehouse. What was that place called? The, the cave. The cave. Yeah, I used to go to the cave and look at dicks, like <laughs> rubbing, flopping in my face. Nice, I like that. Yeah. As you're rattling off these names, it's like I'm hearing a thunder from down under ad. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly what it is. It's Magic Mike Three XL. Excellent. Great film, the first one. Uh, any thoughts, final thoughts on this, Brandon? No, I think I'm good. I mean, you know, you got me more excited. I guess I'm, uh, the one thing that kept popping in my head was like, who's the uh, like if there's an avalanche of WWE people, real William Regal's a big chunk of this sliding over. Who's the next guy that's now become a lot more likely to to join that? Uh, as of Saturday, you would have thought no chance. Shawn Michaels, like no, fuck him, dude, fuck his ass, literally. I don't. And you're talking <laughs> shit about me in the Thunder Down Under. I'm not talking shit. Hey, man. Fucking butts. Yeah. I'm fucking I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, like, you know Triple H was watching that jail, so who else is that's got a little bit less? I, you know, I'm going to interrupt you here. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think fucking Triple H was watching any of this shit. Man, I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he watches any of this shit. They got fucking, they work for Vince. They're on call 24 hours a fucking day. They ain't watching anybody else's wrestling. They got some. They're like, some can this guy die so he stops calling me? Yeah. I got a great idea, pal. Oh, Braun Breaker, by oh, the way, yeah, went, yeah. was on Raw, I believe, last night. That's I think there was definitely, someone texted, maybe someone, I don't think he's like sitting there buying the pay-per-view. Somebody texted him. He saw the video and had a deep sigh. Or he probably sent him a text and was like, good job, man. You did a great job. <laughs> There's some piece of him that's like, ah. All right, I'm down with uh, with um, uh, Regal Goon. I'm all about it. Let's do He's, this. Uh, he, was, he is the right now the sole reason I'm excited to watch um, Dynamite tomorrow night. Nonsense. Wait till you hear what we got to watch. You'll be very excited. Um, next up. <laughs> All right, just as a lead-in. Uh, so they had a they had a uh, triple threat match for the TBS title, TNT title. Um, Darby Allen versus Semi Guerrera and Andrade El Idolo. Now I'm assuming you guys didn't watch any of these last two shows. Did you guys watch Dynamite or Rampage, Chris? I watched Dynamite. Yeah. Brandon. No. All right, go out of your way to watch this match though. This match is fucking insane. First of all, we talk about we were talking about the tower of suplex, tower power suplex. There's a point where Andrade has I'm trying to think of exactly how the spot was, but it was like Andrade has Sammy Guevara in a power bomb setup, but on top of Sammy Guevara's power bomb setup is Darby Allen also in a power bomb setup, and he walks them out to the middle of the ring and slams them both into the fucking mat. The best loser, the biggest loser in AEW <laughs> Andrade El Idolo is fucking amazing every match, and he rules. So anyway, let's go into this. <laughs> Six-man tornado tag match. Darby Allen, Sammy Guerrero, and Sting defeated the Andrade Hardy family office. Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy with Jose the assistant, who was taking all the bumps via pinfall. Yeah, he was. Sting jumped off stuff. Brandon, thoughts? 
Yeah, so about 30 minutes before this match happened, I looked at the clock, and it was it struck at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I had to turn around a, a WBR, a weekly business report for the company I work for, by 9 o'clock the next morning. So I packed it up and hit, hit a Wawa, hit the ATM, got my bridge toll, and yeah, hit my bridge toll, and and snooze through the rest of this car. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Yeah, um, I love this. This this was Fucking the shot in the arm I match. needed. Yeah, this was the shot in the arm this pay-per-view needed at this point. Um, it was a perfect spot to put it. And, you know, if if nothing else, the uh, just Sting going through 12 tables was in, enough the right ramp. there to get me. Yeah, off the entrance ramp, through I mean the three entrance tables. Ramp, I mean the entrance ramp where they, like, bring in the equipment. I don't mean yeah, like, like where the, the Zamboni the drives through. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That big Wait, fucking tunnel. Who came tunnel. through the Zamboni ramp? No, the, he jumped off of the top of the Zamboni, oh. the Zamboni hole. The hole the Zamboni comes oh. out of. He jumped off and then dove through, what, fucking five tables or something? Three, yeah. yeah. Three yeah. tables. They were stacked. Chris is yawning. <laughs> Chris is so excited he's yawning. Three tables. Dude, there were so many different crazy shit that was going on that it was like laughable that they couldn't keep track of it all. There was just shit going on <laughs> all over the fucking stadium. This match was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, this I'm was fun, man. To hear this. Um, this was fun. I'm trying to think of like some crazy other crazy shit that happened. Oh, okay. One point that I made when we were watching was that I think it's Isaiah Cassidy and I think Darby Allen both went through a table next to the uh, announce area. Now, I'm making a plea to all the AEW producers, okay? Professional, all the professional wrestling producers that listen to this podcast, that look for pointers. I want you to put, if you're going to have random tables around the stadium and weird spots the guys are going to take a bump, you need to have catering on it. Every single table needs to have catering. It's the small, I'm giving you a hint. You will make everyone laugh at home if at some random table that's in the middle of nowhere, people jump through it and fuck it, a bowl of salad and chicken tenders go flying all, all over the fucking all place. All pies. Yeah, just pies. There you go. A giant yeah, like birthday have, cake. It would be amazing. Everything. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. I agree with you 100%. You said that that night. The only other thing that I would have them do is when NXT, uh, when Karrion Cross went through a table and Scarlett Bordeaux was sitting on a um, on a on a case, writhing and sweating. That's the only other thing that you could do that would almost match that. But random, I I feel the same way. Like like if you're gonna have randomly have a table, not only does it make sense because the table's there for a reason, right? <laughs> Like, now the food's not there for any reason, but the table's holding that nonsense food. So there's a reason there's a table there. Right. Now, the reason why the food's there, that's anybody's guess. But the table needs to be there because the food is there. Like, imagine there's a giant, there's a table, right? There's a table sitting there, and they're going to go through it. But to preface this, as they're going ready to go through it, you have, like, Excalibur with a giant piece of celery dipping it into some dip. Like, oh, and he bites into it and it blows up and it flies all over the place. It'd be amazing. I know wrestling's real and serious business, but man, that fucking spot would pop me every single time. What is one of the highlights of the holiday episodes of WWE? Right. It's the stupid Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving one, or it's the Christmas one where they just are fucking doing crazy shit with Christmas trees, or Halloween. 
where Cesaro has a giant pumpkin on his head. <laughs> he suplexed the skeleton. He suplexed the skeleton. <laughs> when John Moxley, or whatever his name was back then, uh, did he he gave him an elbow to the outside on a table, but he put the witch's broom between his legs before he did it. This shit's amazing. Yeah. Do it all the time, yeah, man. That was great. This, I ask Always. you. I implore you. Any questions? This guy's got this guy's got calzones on the brain. He's like, I wish this table was covered in Batman calzones. I think the funny, I think the funniest would be if it was catered by like a like a Primos type place, right? And you just you just saw these for those that are exploding mayo based party salads and and like a like cold cuts trickling on the sting. Pepper shooters. (laughs) Oh, yo, no, 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 you can't waste those. Dude, fucking turkey, turkey crusher. I had one the other day. Turkey, turkey crusher. You can't waste the pepper shooters. Couldn't go through a show without talking about shit myself. Hey, let's move on. AEW World Championship singles match. Adam Page defeated uh, Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Page came out with his pride jacket on to flip the bird to uh, this Florida don't say gay fucking bills, which was pretty cool. Um, and we had dual Adam chants, which was amazing. Brandon thoughts. Should we mention before that, since you referenced the pride jacket, Adam Page just crushing Kane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. I don't have it handy. Do you have the text? The, the, the... You guys talk. I'll find it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about if we don't have it. <laughs> well, talk about the match. I, I was just like, so that was, I'll, I'll say that was a guy that I had fallen a little flat with emotionally as far as emotional connection to the performer you're talking about adam page yes yes we're talking about the aew champion um he, you know, he was their boy and i'm not them and i felt a little bit disconnected to them to him them i, I would like to stay disconnected to but him and then all of a sudden this week he's he heated up i missed that uh i, I saw it online but i think that's fucking awesome that he's stepped out and acknowledged that, and then he just absolutely butchered the, the phony baloney mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, Glenn Jacobs. He's not from Knox, It's not Knoxville. It's like Knox County. It's like this tiny little place with rich people that live in it. Well, if you guys didn't find it by then, i got to step in. That's all the ranting i got in me. I'm trying to find it. Knox County. Yeah. yeah, I can't seem to find it anywhere. I will. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't care about Adam Cole. Uh, or Adam Page anymore um, over both of them. I think Adam Page is a, uh, you know, he's a good wrestler, but as far as I'm concerned, him being a main eventer is just Dudsville. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm at the point we were talking about, um, we were talking about Andrade earlier on, and I'm at the point not only should Andrade wrestle for the title, but when he wrestles Adam Page for the title, he should fucking squash him. Um, I don't think he's, I, 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 this, the, Adam Page, now, when I watch that match, the whole Got rant it. I went on about Adam Cole is the same thing about Adam Page. I, I just, I, you know, he's cowboy guy. I'm over it. Uh, you know, I mean, just dud. Dud. Lovable. Fucking like dud. He's lovable. I like him. Right, here, goes, here goes Glenn Jacobs. Ready? Glenn Jacobs, mayor of some shit place in fucking Tennessee. Mind you, the smartest person, as to, according to a lot of the WWE roster, the smartest person ever worked there. It was Knox County. You were right. If you on the left are shocked by Putin's aggression, wake up, sunshine. Historically, in the real world, might makes right. Weakness, which is really what the left is all about, is not a virtue. It's a fatal character flaw. 
I'm actually giving more inflection than fucking Glenn Jacobs has ever given in a promo. And no, the U.S. should still not get involved. So Hangman Adam Page replied to him, direct reply to him. He tags UNICEF to support children of the Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, and also tags a YouTube video of 10 ruthless chair shots came to, to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a 10 out of 10 couldn't have done better response. Yeah. Beautiful. And nothing from Glenn. No, Glenn shut up. He was like, my, my base will support me. Um, I enjoyed this match. Uh, how about Adam Cole's uh, dork gear that he came to the ring with? Chris, we have multiple video game guys now. He came dressed up like the Halo man. Oh, I forgot about that. How that was Master Chief out. Let's go. He was Master Chief. He didn't have the helmet on, though. He had his dork-ass no, face. No, he, he just had, guy. like... He was corny as shit. Gotta go helmet. Oh, God. Like, as a, you know wrestler, as a pro wrestler, you're playing cosplay all the time. So you're a cosplayer cosplaying. You're a fucking heel, bro. Like, what the fuck? I forgot about this. And, Brandon, when I tell you this, Jim, you'll agree with me. This wasn't... Okay, I have done multiple Halloween costumes in which I've gone to uh, um, Halloween Adventure to buy the costume that I want to be for Halloween just so I can use the plastic pieces and then I'm going to put together something around. It's going to be an addition to this stuff, but I need these little accents that I can't make myself. Okay. So like, you know, if you're Wolverine, you buy the whole Wolverine costume just to get the claws. <laughs> Cause I right. can't make that. Right. I need the claws. I was Wolverine one year, but I was like, this like I was like the uh, 90s cartoon Wolverine where he had I had a denim jacket with the furry collar. I had a uh, you were Logan. Prof- you were the Logan. Yeah, I was Logan. I had the professor. I had the X-Men like school for gifted youngsters T-shirt, a flannel shirt on top of it, jeans, boots and these dumb claws. Right. That's what I did. He basically got he went and he, he went to Halloween express or whatever it's called adventure and he bought a master chief costume and then just put it over his ring gear it looked good it didn't even fit him it looked good it looked good let me ask you over under over under okay so who was who does it who does halloween adventure better adam cole or evil i'm gonna go evil evil does bring well at least he used to he used to bring the laser fingers they would point laser fingers (laughs) and uh and everybody hates him so it adds to it. But this guy is supposed to be like the cool bad guy. And he came dressed as I, I'm guessing it was door. the master. It's, it was fucking it was sad. It was really like. And once again, we talk about echo chambers, right? He walked down to the ring and everybody in that probably like right next to ringside there was probably oh, yeah, so fuck cool. Fuck Halo. And I was like, I'm watching him come down the ring. Like, oh God, what the so fuck is this doing? He's so he's so embarrassing, embarrassing himself. <laughs> Fucking Halo, dude. Lame. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing. Like, no, just the just the guy. Sorry, I mean, just one final point. This is why you need somebody to be able to say no. Now you're this a bad is guy, a dude. bad idea. Stop it. This is what Ray Mysterio you, does. He's a good guy. He wears right, fucking superhero gear. He and he is like a superhero, right? Yeah. He flies all over the place. He's he's this. You're cheating, super kickman. You don't I wear think, a master chief. Yo, I think if he 
if this happened, say, in whatever the next pay-per-view is, right, whatever it is, this happened then, and he says, I'm going to wear this down to the ring, and now Regal works there. Now Lord, the Lord works there, and the Lord picks him aside and goes, don't fucking put that on. You're a fucking bad guy. Take it the fuck off. Isn't Arn Anderson supposed to be doing this shit too? Like he's another one that should be like, what are you doing? You're Maybe fucking Arn left with Cody. Who knows? Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe Ready, Arn, maybe. Yeah, and to your point, Chris, it's just disappointing because it's like the, the amount of thought that you put into your Halloween costume that you're going to show to a couple hundred people. Uh, the last, the last non-COVID Halloween, I decided I was going to be gold dust. It's great. I ordered Didn't that win. shit. Second place. I, oh, I'm still hot about that. I, I ordered that shit Labor Day weekend. And made sure I sized myself up because I had to get it from China and fit. And I made sure that it worked just so I could just f- for fucking fun because I, 100 people were going to see it. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to main event a pay-per-view on the hottest company. He's like the the weekend of this is his preparation for this. That's kind of shit is just a bummer. But I don't want to hammer him. I didn't even watch the thing. I'm going to blame it on the uh, the design team that designed the exploding barbed wire match. That's what I'm going to blame it on. Same crew. That's another one. What wasn't that Kenny Omega and his buddy in a welding room? Yeah, there you go. This Kenny Omega anyway, and Callus. Anyway, the match was good. <laughs> oh, Kenny Omega's back, by the way. He was in the pre-show. He showed up. Most outstanding. Yeah, That's we were eating. We were opening boxes of pizzonis or whatever, like calzonis. Calzonis. Kenny Omega. Superman strombolis. So did we get like interference? We got interference in this match, didn't we? Red Dragon and shit came out. Do I remember this correctly? This is how Zat. Mind you, this this match was at 11:45, something like that. This is when when I was supposed to be paying attention the most when the main event. It kind of sucks that they put so much effort into these matches being. I don't like none of the matches were bad. I'm gonna say that none of them were bad. They were good. They were above average matches, most of them. A couple of great ones. But by the end of it, like, who the fuck is paying attention to this? In one sitting? Oh, my God. I'm so tired. Start your match. Start your shows at 7, please. I'm old. Brandon, go ahead. Well, two. You're not old. It's just like, I, I don't know how you don't, for the fifth time in a row, look at what you're doing and go, it's midnight on Sunday night. Is this the best we can do? Yeah, I'll get it. Chris, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, you... Right, like to what I was saying, like you said, it was a good match. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jim. I don't even fucking remember it. I remember and a lot of not super because, kicks. I think there was interference, but I don't remember. I, we were laughing. Well, this too is much. this is yeah. Not only that, but it's like you know, not it's. I don't remember it not because it wasn't good, not because it lost my attention. I don't remember it because I was tired before this fucking thing started. Yes. But when you guys got to my house, if you didn't come over, I could have been asleep. Right. I, I mean, I, you know, before my I was almost going to fall asleep on my recliner before the mirror fell off the wall and almost killed me. Yeah, you missed that. But too, Brandon. I, I, um, I, I just. Yeah, like you said, it's like, how do you expect people to be paying attention when the main event is just like. You've been watching wrestling for six hours. It was dude. 25 minutes. It was it was the second. No, it's the second longest match of the night. The longest match was. um was CM Punk and MJF, which had CM Punk and MJF, which it says it's listed at 26 and a half minutes. That was 30 minutes because they had to come to the ring. His CM Punk's fucking entrance took forever, and then they had to put the fucking dog chain on them. It was like another five minutes. Easy. 
Dude, you gotta get, you gotta start these shows earlier. You have to. Or just shave some of this stuff out of it. You know, there were some matches on this show that could have taken place on TV. Uh, you know, I'm not picking on Jade Cargill, but that's a TBS title match could have taken title. place on TV. But it's a title but match. But I mean, there's yeah, but she wrestles a title match every week. So okay, I'm looking at the card in front of me. I got the card in front of me. The six man match, it ended up being awesome, and they rushed through it. You're not going to have Sting on the pre-show, so that's that's not a problem. The um, pre-show, the the tag match, the tag tournament match, Young Bucks are not going to be on the pre-show. The only thing I could see being on the pre-show would have been the um the ladder match. If you were going to say common sense, saying that the the titles, like pretending this is like a real sporting event, the titles have to be on the main card. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I get it. And also, Jericho wasn't going to be on the pre-show either. No, he was the first match. Perfect. Right, and it was you know 13 minutes or whatever. But also, put put it this way: um, all three matches on the pre-show didn't have to take place. They were all TV matches. Right. Okay. You could have had the pre-show being a pre-show and had that entire ladder match take place on the pre-show. It's on YouTube. Your fan base watches that. Yeah. And the people that are there are already paid for it. They can watch it. They're going to be in the stadium anyway. They're waiting out front to get in the building. They're not fucking showing up whenever. It's not a WWE uh, thing where it's like a couple matches that nobody cares about, and then they sit there and basically talk on a network that you get the you get that well you what used to be and even still a peacock on a network where you get the pay per view so if you're watching you're what you don't have to buy the pay per view it's not more money right so there's you know but they they're like selling you on something because they've always done that they're selling you that's why I mean like it, it, it would work better in AEW's format because you actually have to pay for the pay per view so if you put a match like the face of the revolution you put that on the pay per view or on the pre show on YouTube your fan base at home, in the stadium, already going to be there. Right. Right? People that bought the pay-per-view are going to be watching that. That's the nature of AEW's fan base. They're not like, eh, I might, I might not. They're you're pretty hardcore. You're going to a million people that are going to watch it. You're going to make money off it. You, Yeah, and you're going to make money. Not to mention all the money you're going to make off the YouTube video, but then you might get some people who will check it on YouTube and go, yeah, this is pretty good. You know what? Fuck it. Let's rent it. Let's rent it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the whole point between... Um, they used to do like, you know, Sunday Night Heat. That's what that was for, to get you to rent a fucking pay-per-view. Right. They tease you, and it was like the last fucking, it come on, we got more of this. Yeah. We'll be over here on Philly's you, Choice, Channel 38. Oh, no. <laughs> Brandon, go. You, you sent this post, Jim, of the AEW Metrics, which is just a fucking right, bananas yeah. Twitter account that that exists. So just r- crunch the numbers real quick. They've had 119 title matches. 18 of those have resulted in a, a change of belt. That's 15%. Mm-hmm. 18 of 119, which is fine. I threw out the idea that hey, this is a new company that's sorting itself out. It reminds me of like the closest fighting promotion I've watched. Like That was a UFC back in the day. They used to turn the title over every pay-per-view because it was fucking chaotic. If you want to go the other way and be like, this is fucking serious, these are the best wrestlers on the planet, the title isn't going to change that much, that's fine until you're watching Christian Cage do ladder Legos in the middle, yeah. of, the, in the middle of their quarterly pay-per-view, and then you, you get caught in a wash. Right. No, I understand. All right, so uh, final thoughts on the pay-per-view before we uh, do some wrapping up. You guys got any points? Anything I missed? Anything from Rampage or, or uh, Dynamite? Brandon? 
I don't think we missed anything. I'm excited to. I'll probably go back and rewatch that big tornado tag match at the end. It was so ex- much fun. I think I kind of mailed in the fact that this went like the other ones, and I'm thrilled to hear that they evolved in that sense. And it's like that second to last spot was just absolute, like absolute mayhem. Getting Sting in there. I think they did that one time previously with the Barton Krusty uh, theatric match. Right. But that's awesome. Chris, any final questions, thoughts, concerns, anything I missed? No, I don't think so. Off the top of my head. Um, i got to say, like, I, I've turned around on, maybe not on Sammy Guevara, but depending on who he wrestles with, his matches are kind of must-watch at this point. If it's got Andrade in it, if it's got Darby Allen in it, I'm going to watch. If it's got some mid-card dude that he's going to beat, then I don't give a shit about it. The story around it is never, like, Sammy isn't the standing the star of any of his stories. But he does crazy enough shit that the last two matches, at least, the one on Friday and the pay-per-view, were really fucking good. I mean, a lot of it has to do with Andrade being ridiculous. Andrade is so fucking stiff, too. There's a scene where, oh, the scene, <laughs> yeah, we're watching movies pretty much. Him and uh, Darby Allen are, ex- are exchanging uh, strikes. And Andrade is fucking laying his chops into him. At one point, it looked like Darby got pissed for real. Like, he really slapped the living shit out of him. And his chair shots. He ran up and fucking nailed Darby Allen in the back of the head with that chair to start off the match. It was fucking insane. I don't know. If you were to say, okay, Brandon, if you were to say, now mind you didn't watch the last two matches. Pick uh, two matches that people got to go out of their way to check out on this pay-per-view. Considering that it's four hours. Yes, the CM Punk right. MJF match. For me, I'm going to go out of my way to watch the second to last one. Right. So. Yeah. Chris, good. If there, if I had to pick a third, I would go with the Daniel, the Mostly. Brian Danielson one because of the legal thing. We're going to be in agreement here, aren't we? Yeah. Chris. I'm just going to regurgitate what Brandon said. Yeah, it's, I, th- I agree. Dog collar, stink, and you wouldn't go big Mox. smooch. Uh, big smooch is cool. It's only six minutes, six and a half minutes. I like that match. I thought it was a lot really good. Jay Gargoyle's fucking superstar, man. Lover. All right, let's move on. Um, oh, did you uh, did you think it was the greatest pay per view of all time, Brandon? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, until their next one. Yeah, Chris, uh, greatest pay per view of all time. Yeah, until they have another one, then that'll be better. Like Brandon yeah. said, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna repeat Brandon. I agree with you. It's better than anything WWE has ever done. Ever. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> All right, so Dynamite this week. This is what we got. Okay, TNT title match. Uh, so Scorpio Sky <laughs> has been demanding a match. And I think it's like Dan Lam- Lambert got Paige Van Zant signed storyline-wise, got her signed, but part of the deal was that Scorpio Sky gets his title match. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. Brandon's thoughts. That's the tough part about leaving these pay-per-views like this, right? It's like, oh, I wonder if Scorpio Sky is going to take it this week after we just built up for a quarter and, and got nowhere. Chris, that's... <laughs> so when we talk about... All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to refer to all these. When you mention these guys and I have nothing to say when we're in AEW, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say um, Scorpio Sky, he'll be the Ring of Honor television champion. Move on. Uh, Wardlow fights whoever wins this match. Um, let's see what else we got. Layla, oh, we talked about it. Okay, so um, champion eliminator match. Uh, winner faces Britt Baker at 
St. Patrick's Day Slam edition of Dynamite. Uh, I I do like how they make these shows, even though they're just TV shows. They kind of try to make them feel make special. Them special, like make yeah, I do turn. like that. You know, um, Beach Blast at Cleveland. Yeah, in winter. I wonder where this. Yeah. <laughs> Britt Baker. I'm saying Britt Baker wins. She sounds like she's Irish again that much. So the winner of Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa faces Britt Baker on St. Patrick's Day Slam. That's all I got so far. Brandon, thoughts on that? I think we yeah, I agree. About like it. we did already talk about it, but I agree though. It is funny. Like sometimes if you throw in an old random WCW or, the, or WWF, there's some cable event going on. You're like, what the fuck is this? I've never seen this backdrop before, and, and it does like add a little extra to it, a little spice. The um, Cinco de Mayo. Great balls of fire. Yeah, great balls of fire. That was a good one. (laughs) I know, that was a favorite. Chris, any thoughts? Nah, we talked about this one already. You can move on. So uh, I was thinking about this, okay. And I'm going to run it past you guys because we're going to be slowing down a little bit. Uh, New Japan is kind of stinky. I'm trying to get caught up on the New Japan Cup, but it's whatever. Um, Stardom doesn't have a big show until the end of the month. TJPW, whatever, I'll watch that. I probably won't make you guys watch it. Their big uh, Ryo Goku, Goku Kikan show. Um, I was thinking about doing something a little fun. Now, I'm not the first person to think to do this. I'm just pretty much stealing other people's ideas. I was thinking maybe we'll do a little March Madness. And my idea is this. I'll come up with a list. We will vote, and we're going to create a bracket. And we're going to try to figure out who is the greatest professional wrestler of the stuff we watch. So WWE guys are not going to be included. And I'm going to kind of storyline it a little bit where if you have a title, you're a champ. If you've had a champ longer than other people, it's going to move you around. The champs will get the higher brackets, the higher seeds. We'll move it around. What do you guys think about this? Would you be interested in it? Brandon. Yeah, I think that I would. So it's let's who was be involved? It's AEW, Stardom, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, um, a couple people from TJPW, and who else do we watch? That's CZW. No, we don't watch CZW. We could throw Nick. Who's the champ over there? Is it still fucking? Oh, it's uh, Matt Cardona. We could throw him in there. The only part about this that that I second guess is no WWE, where it's like. I think Roman Reigns. Should we just be. throw Roman Reigns in there and Brock, the guys at the top of the yeah, card? Just, just yeah, just yeah, just to do it. Yeah, I mean, we were, guys, that make we, it make it more exciting was we could have that debate of who's the Reigns, best person X versus Roman Reigns. Right. Well, how about the, no? Well, here we go. So here's a perfect way to frame it. So we we know that winning and losing doesn't make you a good wrestler. It's the performance. No, so it's right there, line. we're going with story. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So we can. I think there is a consensus, probably, Jim. I bet you, if you went through and you picked four, six WWE guys off the top of your head, we will all agree. Fine, go with them. Yes. You understand what I mean? We all know who the good guys are, including titles. So good guys, women as well. It's this all this intergender. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the good the good wrestlers in WWE. We know who they are. So fuck it. You know what I mean? Maybe I might disagree. Somebody might be in there, but it's close enough. We'll roll with it. Right. So just make injured, us like goofish, goofily hash through like El Idolo versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah also, <laughs> also, like if you're injured, whether it's storyline or real life, say like Asuka in WWE, she doesn't have a title and she hasn't wrestled for months. She's not included. I think right. she's fucking amazing. 
She's not included. Io Shirai. She's amazing. She's not included. She doesn't have a title, and she wrestles for fucking NXT. So we eliminate yeah, some no, of those people. We add a little okay. drama to it. Go ahead. Yeah, no NXT. No, uh, what about Ring of Honor? R.I.P. <laughs> we could throw, like, the, the who the fuck is the a, the uh, Impact champ? I think they just switched. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. They're not included. Impact's not included. I don't fucking know. They're... So, but I'll throw Matt Cardone yeah. in there. He's got, like, fucking five titles right now. No, he's the shit right now. Fuck he's freaking, he's Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. It's up at Q-Mart if you want to see him this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? You want to do this? I, let's do yeah, it let's like do it. Uh, real March Madness. Like we'll do like knock out the first two rounds in one. That's like, what we'll do. Yeah. So this, either we'll do that or we'll do like a special, maybe we'll take a look at the calendar and see if any of us have to not record that day. And then we'll record it ahead of time and we'll just use that episode. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. We'll take a look at the calendar and we'll go through this. And then we'll post on uh, on social media what our what the bracket looks like. But we'll go through it, and you know, I'll have a rough idea, and then we can discuss it and figure out where guys are going to seed. Sound good? 100%. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Sounds like fun. All right, cool. Look at that, a little bit of innovation around here. There we go. I, yeah, I didn't. I definitely didn't make this up. I stole this for people. It's not. It's not. It's not original. But I'm okay with that. I think it'll be fun. Especially since how many how many times are people going to keep tuning in just to listen to us complain about fucking Keith Lee? Because that's our new guy to complain about. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get sick of listening to us go, oh, Keith Lee. Why does he speak that way? Oh, by the way, Ricky Stark's fucking making fun of him is amazing. He walked, <laughs> did you guys say he walked into the interview with Keith Lee and he goes, greetings and salutations to all of you. <laughs> Keith Lee goes, no, 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 stop it. It's so good. I, I do have a, a little, little parting point. Yes. Just kind of popped into my head. Um, so, you know, they showed, like, you just brought up Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. He's cool. E- Ethan Page. Yeah, stinks. People that don't really do anything on TV. You know, we all, <laughs> we constantly say, like, you know, the roster's so bloated. They always have, they have to keep signing all these guys. I don't have a problem, like, that they're signing all this talent that's available. Can they're not the a lot of these people aren't getting used because they have these weird jobber storylines with fucking mainly those two those two uh, they're like you know fucking Ethan Page and the other guy Scorpio Sky it's like who not I mean they're just not in a storyline that's even worth paying attention to but you think about all these guys that like they they bring these, we talk about it all the time they bring these guys in they don't even use them and these two are like the like you know, when we used Jim, we used to watch the Flyers and you'd be like, it was always, I want to know who did, who got scratched from this game or who's playing in the minor leagues because of that asshole. Because Zach Ronaldo's on the team. Zach Ronaldo's on the, the team, worst right? Flyer of all time. Right. And it always, <laughs> and I always, every time we watched, every time we watch sports, like if I'm at work and I have a game on, no matter what sport it is, I make that point. Somebody makes a mistake and I don't know who it is. I'm always like, I want to know who's not playing because that guy's on the team. And we're at this point, like whenever I see those two on my TV, I think to myself, who isn't on TV today because they had to give those two a fucking spot. It's just, it's so odd that you see some of these people on TV and it's like, and they have they had to like, soak, they soaked up so much time in the pay-per-view going up and looking at them. Well, that was their changing the ring. Yeah. The ring. I mean, but give me, uh, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about you, but 
don't you think maybe you should have ran a fucking ad? Right. Or I'm looking at it from. Do I'm looking WWE at it from. WWE does and do some kind of fucking backstage thing with like a video, like a some background story. Hey, let's yeah. show that video of CM Punk and his AFI song. I don't. <laughs> you yeah, own the exactly. library now. I I don't I don't understand like. To me, like from a business standpoint, it's like, wouldn't you try to sell some fucking ad space yeah, and then air a goddamn air a pro wrestling tease commercial? They right. do all of your fucking merch. Yes. Why do you keep showing like, oh, yeah, it was this the whole time? Oh, you're doing great. She had Coke snot running out of her nose. I think she honestly they had that light on him. She was probably sweating her ass off. Yeah. But it's just like I, I am uh, I am of the theory, and I said it when we were watching the show, was that she was falling asleep and somebody was like, Hey, I got some salts and she snipped them right before they came on camera. So So I have a stray cat cat uh i don't want to call it a problem because they keep all the mice hold on yeah stray cats in the neighborhood well there was a period and it happens every once in a while where they will crawl around my tires and pee on my tires and then i'll get (laughs) i'll get in the car and i'll turn on my hvac and i smell cat pee well that's what it is is it what does hvac stand for Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. I, think, oh, I thought it was home. I think he's, I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> just never so anybody refer to it as that. My my climate control. So I uh so a while you'd, back you would smelling more cat pee than you no, would no, like no, to no. smell. No no no. So a while back I read that if you spray your tires or the base of your automobile with ammonia, they don't come near it, and it works. I haven't had that issue in a while. So today was recycling day and my recycling can is getting a little, you know, gunky. So I take it to this warm out. I take it to the back and I going to wash it out with the hose and I take the cleaner from the garage, not, not realizing or realizing and not caring that it is the lemon scented ammonia that I spray on my tires and in my car. And I fill, spray the trash can down with it. <laughs> and then I get, I take the hose and I stick it in there. Me being me, I basically just stick my face in everything. <laughs> I stick my face in there. My head is now it almost you must in. Have the- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. To your point, my eyes were running and my nose <laughs> running down my face. <laughs> and then right after I got my wits about me, stuck my face right back in there. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> stuck my face right back into the can. It's party time. Chris is off the wagon. Got the <laughs> I know where you can buy. It's Little Caesars. They have, um, they actually have, there's like this, power lifters use it. It's this ammonia based, I guess, smelling salt comes in a jar. You're, I have it's, it. It's so strong, you're not even supposed to open it indoors. Yeah, so, I bought Was I supposed to say something? I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I'm done talking. I bought that um, it, just because I was watching people do it, and I was so curious what that sensation is that everybody reacts the same. It was like $15 on Amazon. Yeah. And I, 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 I was going to mention this to you guys before. I'm glad that you brought it up. One of the funniest things, it almost like suggests keeping it at the bar. 
I it came in the mail from Amazon as I was leaving to go out and meet up with some friends. So I just opened the package, just threw the thing in my pocket, and was like, "This will be fun tonight." And opened it up, like after a couple of drinks, like let people whiff it, and everybody inevitably inhales way too hard, and just right. you could just feel it cook your entire skull, just right to the back of your head, just singed, and. uh we were doing it and laughing after we did it a couple times and then watching like the real bottom 5% drunks see us do that at the bar and come up and be like, what are you like? What is that? What are you the drugs? And just, <laughs> and just, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, go like ahead. This. Like this. Shit. I watched four people or a group, a group of four dudes in their forties close out immediately. Dad or pro tip. Just, yeah, here you go. You're going to get tired here. Ammonium carbonate, right? Carbonate, carbonate. That's what it is. All right. Final thoughts. Let's get out of here. That was my final thought. Yeah, let's go. Don't, uh, uh, or if you do sniff salts, make sure you've got somebody in on it so you can make fun of them, right? At the bar? Yes. 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 Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. Join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Wrestling is Hard Productions. For Brandon Chris, I'm Jim, and we will be back here next week.